Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is Sam Alexander with the news. The spooky season is upon us in Dairy, and if you haven't chosen your costume, we're here to help. According to a recent survey, the most popular costumes this Halloween are clown, sexy clown, and financially secure. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, CM Alexander, alongside Joshua Khan. Hey, everybody. And special guest, Devin Alexander, who is here today because Ben unfortunately could not go to the haunt with us. Welcome to Dairy Public Radio, Devin. Thanks very much, guys. I appreciate it. Today, we have a very special bonus Halloween episode for you. Josh, Devin, and I went to Blood Moon Manor, which is an amazing haunt in Forest City, Illinois. We recorded our walkthrough of Blood Moon Manor, which you'll hear more of in a little bit. But first, we'd like to tell you about our experience. Josh, take it away. A little backstory, we met these people from Blood Moon Manor when we were at the Midwest Monster Fest uh, back in September. Super nice people. They invited us to be their guests. Schedules worked out. We were able to make it down. And I could not be happier with how much fun we had. Um, let's see. Uh, where where to begin? So something that's so insane about this haunted house is that it has not one main path but there are three separate i don't know adventures is adventures the right word they they refer to them as trails <laughs> three trails but yeah. they're not trails they're just three separate experiences which in and of itself is an amazing idea mm-hmm. three separate queue lines they're full like they are the themes are different they feel different they have uh the asylum the bayou and phobias now before we get into the trails Let's hear a little bit about the history of Blood Moon Manor. CM? Yeah, this is awesome because we all went in totally blind, completely cold, because we wanted to immerse ourselves in the experience as much as we could. And this place has a wild history that I was completely unaware of. Blood Moon Manor is part of the Forest City Park Development Committee, and that's a nonprofit that raises money for local charities in the community, one of which helps create and support mentor relationships between adult role models and young people who are having struggles in their lives and experiencing different challenges. The property has a beautiful history that we're going to hear a little bit more of in our actual walkthrough where we interview Mama Voodoo, which we'll talk about her a lot too. Blood Moon Manor was also featured on Ghost Adventures, which gives a little bit more about the history. Over 200 people have died in the house after it was turned into an infirmary after a smallpox outbreak in the 1800s. I wish that the house was like, after hearing so much about the house, I wish the house was part of it. The house they on this property, they use the house for storing props for the cast to take breaks, do makeup, do costumes, all that stuff. Uh, It's not part of the attraction, which I immediately thought it was going to be, but they don't have sprinklers, so they can't put things inside (laughs) as it turns out. Now, let's get into the trails. Uh, We'll go in the order in which we experienced them. So uh, we kicked things off with the Asylum, which took me, I don't know, 
three minutes to scream out loud like a small <laughs> little girl, all thanks to a real life little girl. We were in there for 10 minutes. Did you guys know that? Really? Yeah, it was oh, 10 it minutes. It felt like a half an hour. It did. That was in the best possible way. It felt like we were in that area for a half an hour. I was really impressed right off the bat because they take their time with you. They're not rushing you through trying to get the next group. You don't you don't feel like they're rushing you as they're kind of guiding you. And I don't know how many people were working that attraction, but they get around like spooky. They just <laughs> we kept seeing the same terrifying clown over and over again. Yeah. It was like I could not tell how he was following us, but he would just show up periodically and it was fucking great. Um we we got our photo taken with uh, Demon Santa, and that was fun. So you can you probably have seen that on our Facebook. What was uh Devin, I'm gonna throw to you first. Devin, what was your favorite thing in the asylum? Well, I mean, obviously like for for certain, my favorite part of the asylum was the fog the the freezer room, I think they called it. Where yes. it was a completely fog filled room with the slowest possible um strobe light going. <laughs> where it was just enough that your eyes would sort of adjust back to darkness before it flashed again. And that wasn't even that wasn't even like a jump scare thing. It was just this completely disorienting feeling like as we're as I'm behind the two of you and we're all kind of trying to go through this. I couldn't see CM four feet in front of me, three (laughs) feet in front of me because the fog was so thick and the flashing was so disorienting. But my favorite feeling of the asylum was the Christmas beginning. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas beginning, I was like, oh, this is, because I love, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of Christmas horror. And uh, when they started with the Christmas horror, I was like, oh, these people get it. <laughs> they get it. This is great. But my my spookiest sensation, my most disorienting and, and, and terrifying sensation was that fog room. We did like a full 360 circle in there. <gasps> yeah. They got completely even, lost. And they even said, you're going in a circle. <laughs> like, oh, well, all right. There, Because there's an actor in that room who, like, I'm walking around trying to find the exit, and he was just popping up. He's on my left on one moment. He's on my right on the other. And I could not tell where he was coming from, but he knew exactly where we were. And I, it felt like that room was massive, but it had to have been very small. Uh, Devin, did you see the the bit that started the freezer room? Did you catch that? Was that the thing that said, do not press this button? <laughs> yeah. No, do not flip this switch. Do not flip the switch. A clown that had been following us for a while. Yeah. There's a sign that says, do not flip this switch. And he stood in front of me, made direct eye contact, and just slowly reached <laughs> over. And I was like, no, no, it says, it says don't do it. It says don't do that. And he grabs it and just flipped it a bunch of times and then opened the door and ran in. Their ability to, to I mean, obviously it's because they that's their jobs, but like, his ability to be totally straight and cool and keep in character and all that stuff while the light was flashing so insanely. It was like, yeah, you, you probably have to get some experience. You have yeah. to have some practice being in that space like that. I should also point out that there are no animatronics at this particular haunted house. Everything is practical effects, lighting and smoke and actors doing all of this stuff. It is is so intense. It's so crazy. I found that particularly refreshing yes Mm -hmm. there were no false like all the jump scares were earned Mm -hmm. and performed by actual people i feel i feel better giving my terror to a person who's performing (laughs) and not to an animatronic not that there's anything wrong with animatronics i can walk away from an animatronic but i cannot escape 
a real person <laughs> and I couldn't all night. <laughs> no, could not escape them all night. CM, what was your favorite things in the asylum? I also really liked the freezer room, but one one thing that happened, this is disorienting. I don't know if it was even before or after that, but we ran into a young girl named either Twinkle or Cuddles. I some, It was Twinkle. Cuddles was the clown. Yeah, a, a deceivingly kind sounding <laughs> nickname. <laughs> and she was leading us somewhere and she moved scary rapid yeah. like a horror movie. Then she got her neck snapped by a wrestler. Yeah, that was Cuddles. Yeah, it, it was. I didn't expect that. Just the way he did it. And she played it so yeah, awesome. Yeah, she did. She dropped to the floor like a, just like a ton of bricks and just laid there. Right after they, it was the area that I picked as my favorite was the uh, the Hell's Gateway. So just going into that, there's like a a rafter where there's a guy standing up there and he tells you to come in and there's a bunch of tires that have letters on them and you spin it to decide your fate. And so this girl spun our wheel and it landed on die. Uh, it landed on pie. It, it says pie. We I'm, did not get pie. I maintain <laughs> that was a P not a D. <laughs> it said pie. We should have walked away with pie, but they said it was die. And that's what led us into that area where we found that girl. And yeah, that was straight out of a horror movie. Like she's calling out to us and we go and she's suddenly all the way at the end of every hall we made it to. It was oh so intense. It was so crazy. I just want to add one more thing about this particular attraction. It was our first. So I, I didn't expect this, you know, normally you go through a haunted house and you are on solid ground. There's, there's not oh, yeah. a lot of, of, foot action or, <laughs> or feels you know everything that's disorienting that happens to you is sort of like from the chest up and i could not keep my balance or my my sense of where i was in this place devin mentioned earlier that he couldn't see me and i was four feet in front of him i was hanging on to the back of josh's hood <laughs> accidentally choking him I, <laughs> no no idea what i was doing and I couldn't see him. I could only feel his hood. And we were, I don't want to give it away because you guys should just please check this place out. But there was a room where we started sinking into the floor. Oh, that was insane. And we found out later how they did it. But at the time I was like, why am I sinking into this yep. floor? Am I going to sink all the way? It, What's going to happen? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just me. Uh, the sensation I got because of the state of mind they had put me in as I started feeling the ground give away under me. I was I thought the only thing my brain could say was I'm walking on freshly dug graves. Yeah, like, that was the association yeah. that came to me like. so fast. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, this ground is going to swallow me. And partially, too. And we'll talk more about this. But Mama Voodoo welcomes you in. And she's very like warm and comforting, but also terrifying because she'll she'll say yeah. something really kindly and almost motherly, and then she'll make a comment like, "Oh, maybe you'll stay here forever. <laughs> you'll become a prop." And it was just so any anytime something happened, I was like, "How far is this gonna go?" <laughs> yeah. When she she said that uh, after we got done with the attractions, we should come talk to her, but we had to be careful of her cat. And as soon as she said that, I was like, "There's." It's not a normal cat, I bet. <laughs> I, was, I was very suspicious very early on, but we'll get to that when we talk more about it. Mama Voodoo is 
probably the best haunted house host for sure. I've ever seen yeah. that. I, that was what I would qualify her as, as the the host of the haunted house. Uh, so let, let's jump to the the second trail, the bayou. Mm. Now, uh, uh, we're going to circle back to something, but the bayou, we waited in line the longest for the bayou. And because of the atmosphere they have in this place, uh, I, I, I want to hear your guys' take on it. Because I did not mind a single second I was waiting in line. How, did, how about you guys? Agreed. They had really good um, attention to the people that were just standing in line. So the people that are going through the haunts are getting their deal, but they were also very conscious of keeping the people that are waiting entertained, engaged, keeping the atmosphere um, spooky and like fun Halloween vibes the whole time. And that's that's partially. Do you want to talk about Jojo? Oh, yeah, we can. We can talk about Jojo. partially because uh, Jojo and who is the other gentleman? Michael Myers. No, there's and a third. Stabby. 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 <laughs> Stabby the clown. Um, they were doing a really good job going around and giving people a little bit of a, a little bit of a jump scare, um, but really good naturedly so that it was fun to wait in line and you weren't just standing there, you know, I don't know. It was just very, it was just very considerate and uh, an attention to uh, a, a detail that maybe you don't always think about. Well, usually the line walkers in, in some of the haunts that I've been to, which are, I mean, we have some fantastic haunts around here too. So I've there the bar was high, but their line walkers don't just, you know, give you that really cool first scare and then leave you alone and go do other things and maybe they'll pop back out at you again. They really worked the crowd. They they kind of went back and forth from, you know, being like the the hype people and talking to the the people in line and getting us to cheer and yell and scream. And then um my favorite part was Michael Myers oh my and God. the porter potties. <laughs> which that was amazing. Right by the line we were at. But this guy who did not break character ever. It was beautiful no. all night. There were teenage girls. So, <laughs> so, so freaking perfect. <laughs> who were grouping themselves into the porter potties. And I understand why now because safety in numbers. And he would just come up and he would punch the crap out <laughs> of the door. And you could hear people having a moment in there like you're you're thinking are they okay <laughs> there was i did hear the one girl talk about how upset she was because she was trying to hover and she got scared onto the toilet <laughs> oh god yeah the the michael myers guy was was fantastic my favorite thing with him though was uh we were another great thing like they were all very engaging so no matter where we were running to them in line we could just like make jokes and and like they stayed in character and they were doing all the stuff. But he was harassing uh, people next to us. And I said something to the effect of somebody called Jamie Lee Curtis. And he stopped <laughs> and just pivot turned directly at me and then was on my ass. Like I had no room to move or breathe <laughs> without him directly behind me or near me for a while. And he did a really good deep breathing. Yeah. Um, there was one point where he was standing next to me breathing down my neck and actually you guys can hear this because <laughs> i i had binary recording of the whole thing and it was so <laughs> so cool that guy did an amazing job uh so uh back to the bayou we had uh uh in before we got into the bayou we met uh tarp <laughs> uh 
<laughs> we we referred to this actor as Tarp because there were tarps blocking where we could see, and we could see the actors peeking out at us, and she would start talking to us about like it was it was very set up like they it would like a cannibalism theme of like they were gonna cook us and eat us. But as we're just waiting in line, she's just like poking her head out every once in a while, and her name was Bayou Betty, and she oh she was into it she was all about it but like it's those little details especially because they space them out so much once the that set of customers had gone through her room she was free like freed up to do this other interesting stuff i could also tell they had a ton of cameras they had a ton of infrared cameras so I, i wonder how many monitors there are throughout the haunt because some of those things were timed so magically uh, so, uh, let's, let's get into the bayou. I'm going to kick things off, uh, with my favorite thing of the bayou because it kind of touches on that timing. Like two or three rooms in th- this, the bayou was very, uh, very claustrophobic in some of the sharp turns that we had to go through. And because this bayou family is distracting you and they're talking to you and they yell, uh, to watch out for the nets because there's all these nets hanging from the ceiling. And so they told me to do it. So me being an idiot was like, oh, good call. And I ducked down under it. The second I get down under it, a man with a chainsaw comes tearing around <laughs> the corner right in my face. And I screamed so loud. Uh, CM, what uh, what was your favorite takeaway from the bayou? So I, I don't know if... I would call this my favorite. It was my most disturbing for sure. Josh made me go first <laughs> in, in this section, which was terrible timing. It was like the most terrifying part. And I'm, I'm walking and I'm going towards what looks like a big tunnel. It, it was, the lighting was perfect. You could just almost tell what was going on, but not quite. It kept that uh, disorientation up the whole time. And I see And again, I'm disoriented, so I don't know if I'm actually seeing it or if I'm just like scared hallucinating something (laughs) rushing at me from the dark and it's pale and it's getting closer and closer. And I I really, truly, for our recording, I just wanted to stick with it and, and see what was happening and live in that moment. And instead, I buried my face in my hands and screamed. And then I and then I just refused to move. And I think I think you guys had to go in front of me. <laughs> yes, yeah, we had to take the lead from you there. It was awesome. That was really well done. Oh, uh, Devin, what was your favorite thing in the Bayou? I really like Bayou Betty just talking to us, uh, just talking to us as we came through the beginning. That was pretty good. Um, that one didn't strike me as being as because it was sort of, sort of uniformly dark to me. It didn't strike me as being a particular set piece as much as this like just like a terrific atmosphere mood piece. Yeah. Whereas the asylum was kind of a, here's the Christmas section. Here's sort of a more clown section. Here's sort of a, you know, the freezer section and stuff. And then later on, it was also, um, the phobias thing was also kind of broken up into particular pieces. The Bayou for me just had an overall, like just great feeling where they kind of stuck with it all, all through. But I think, the part that I really dug the most of the bayou was when we went into, yeah, that was the bayou, right? Where we go in and the guy was grilling. Yeah. Oh. That was awesome. 
Um, they had the, some really terrific like burning ember light effects going on. And uh, we went in there and the grill was like open and it was like the lights were coming out of it, like the dark red, like ember colored lights were coming out of it. And he slammed it shut just as we kind of like <laughs> walked into the room because you couldn't really see him in the blackness beside the grill. He sort of came out of the blackness as he shut it yeah. and then you could see it. So that was if that was definitely the part of the bayou that I was like, oh, yeah, got me. Good one. Good one. That was gorgeous. That is very true. The, the, the style of the bayou, it was almost like a cohesive story from start to finish, even though there was no no plot exactly through it. Because they also had in the other two, there are it's easy to get lost because there are these like the tarps and like bags that you have to push past to find your path. So all of your exits are not crystal clear, which adds to that disorientation in the bayou. They didn't have those. They had these like thick rubber mats. They almost felt like tires. They were heavy. Yeah. And it, it, it just all of that little bit added to that to, different style. You really had to push yes. to get through them. It wasn't just like the thin plastic where you just kind of go through. It was like you had to re- they resisted because they were so thick. Yeah. That and that good- gave you that gave you a little bit of momentum, which is terrifying to have in a haunted house because <laughs> when you have momentum, you come up on something that you don't want to see. Like that girl out of the fog. Uh huh. That was uh, that was also in the bayou. Like at the, right before the end, there's just this room that had uh, this green lighting and full of this this fog, and it it was like a clear shot across the room, and I was scared, and I was going <laughs> fast, and then I see the smoke start to move, and as it's coming towards me, like right out of a horror movie, the smoke's moving towards me, and then this head starts rising out, and as the head comes out, she started screaming, and I screamed back. <laughs> the green laser room. Yeah, the green laser yeah, yeah. room. Oh, yeah, that effect is always so good. It's so uh, yeah, it, it was really really amazing. Uh, so yeah, that a lot of really good detail in that bayou. Lastly, we have uh, the phobias trail. Uh, CM, what was your favorite instance in the phobia trail? That they literally tapped into my phobia. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? I. Love horror movies, but anytime there's someone who is not in a normal position, you know, their body is like contorted and maybe they're contortedly like rushing at me rapidly. Um, I can't handle it. It freaks me out. And we went in and there were, again, these young girls and they were giggling so creepily and then they would just do things with their bodies that I've only seen in movies. It was maddening. Yeah, there there was one that rose off of this, like they were chained up to a chair in a bed. And she rose off of the bed, bent in half the wrong way, and then like just sort of flipped herself over and was like, don't come by me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then she popped herself off the bed and then ran down the hall where we had to go. And then didn't she... Uh, crawl backwards on the floor back towards us yeah that was nightmare i have okay i have seen that in in a couple haunted houses before somebody doing the back bend and walking i have never in my life seen someone do it so fast and so smooth Mm -hmm. like it was almost like a spider how quickly she scampered across the floor bent backwards like that it was terrifying they have some beautiful talent there (laughs) (laughs) uh i think 
uh, my my favorite part of that actually came immediately after that. I, I full disclosure they they asked us to vote at the end of this because they take vote slips. Uh, you can you can give your favorite scene, your favorite actor, favorite line walker, all that stuff, and uh, hands down immediately put the possession girls as my favorite actors because that was insane. It was so good, but my favorite scene in phobias was the the inmates, which is was right after that, and so you see these. These bars, there's somebody strapped to an electric chair. And my brain, because despite the fact that this was our third walkthrough, my I, I'm so used to the animatronics in haunted houses that every time I've seen somebody in a uh, an electric chair, it's always been an animatronic. So I just dismissed that that was a real person. But as we're walking through, this girl half dives through the bars of the cell at a speed and agility that I would have smashed into those bars <laughs> as opposed to through them. But she just like nothing dove through them and was like twisting herself in the bars and then led us into the cell. And the guy in the electric chair just didn't even like run. At, he like threw himself out of the chair and touched down and ran at me. And I, oh God, I freaked out. That was so amazing. It was so, so good. Uh, Devin, how about you? I also absolutely enjoyed the possession girls. The one girl is asking to be unchained. And as you're sort of like just a little focused on her, the other girl who was not just on a bed, she was on only a bed only, frame. Yeah, it was she only was on, the wires. Yeah, yes. Just, oh God, that was so cool. Just arched like crazy. Um, the other thing that I thought was particularly effective just for me, like I was as I'm walking through behind you guys because I'm, you know, holding the camera like an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, the the moment of silence when we come across the zombies sort of just before the possession girls mm-hmm. and they're they're not really they're not jump scaring you. They just again, for me, it was an atmosphere thing. And that's sort of what I dig about horror movies and, and horror events. They just had a perfect I was like. Oh, this is like how it, it had a feeling to it that we hadn't gotten earlier in the haunted and in the haunt. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool atmosphere because they were just kind of moving a little slow and they look kind of messed up, obviously. Um, and they didn't even jump scare us until the very end of that yeah. room where she the the girl let out <laughs> just a perfect shriek, like a perfect shriek. But for me, for some reason, the zombies also were like a treat for me. But I'm also a zombie fan. I was like, yeah, well, they they didn't jump scare us. But there was a zombie there that was one of my biggest scares because I I swore that it was a dummy lying on the ground. <laughs> I thought I looked at his face and it did not look real. And I'm like, oh, OK, you know, that's cool. Spooky. And then he got up. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. That was great. That was a good get on their part. Uh, the um, another great thing in the phobias was the. Uh, in in another kind of a, a story ish moment, they early on somebody warned us about the tall man, and that the tall man had his uh, his mouth sewn shut so he couldn't talk. And the second he said that, I was like, "Oh fuck!" There's going to be a guy on stilts, and I, I don't know what about guys on stilts terrifies me, but it always does. Can I just say that I was tricked by a normal tall guy who who's just like maybe four <laughs> yeah. inches taller than josh it's like there's the tall yeah. man he's probably like you know six feet <laughs> in your defense i thought his mouth looked sewn shut 
Yeah, he had a messed up mouth. He had like the ri- those rings or whatever yeah. on his mouth. Yeah. Uh, what about the? Uh, oh, po- potato face. Potato face. Yeah. That oh, is not what he was. was not phobias. Yeah, that was yeah. phobias. Oh, okay, I totally, I, I totally forgot that that was phobias. I, he was great. He was so good. He had a good, like that was the one of the few times aside from Mama Voodoo and um, uh, JoJo where it wasn't like shrieky stuff. He just talked a great, a, a, a micro horror story. Yeah. Tiny little micro horror story. And uh, that room with the black lit spider webs was stunning. It yes. was so simple, but so stunning. And his mask was really cool, even though it was fabric. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it was um, so one of those things that you see in your brain is like, that's not what things look like. Is very yep. off-putting, mm-hmm. and then he had these really like long fingernails. But not only that, it, was it looked like yeah, it looked like there was something moss or something gross growing on them. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm I'm right behind Josh, and Devin is behind me, and he comes up and he's putting his hand towards me, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want whatever's on his fingers to touch my face, and he caresses my face. And he's talking about how I look tender and juicy and I'd make a good goulash. Yeah. And I tried to convince him that I am tough and disgusting and he was not giving it up. <laughs> yeah, that that whole little scene hallway was intense. And the uh, the design of phobias at the very end, at the very end, we got our tall man who had a, a scarecrow mask on. And scared me into running out of the room. <laughs> but as you as you get out of that one, another thing that they, they all did their own uniquely different things. And one of the unique things that this one did, the exit, when you go back to the main area where uh, like they have a concession stand, they've got souvenirs, they've got all this stuff that we'll get into next. But we're walking out and I'm like, guys, we're safe. We're we're totally safe. We're out of it now. And CM's like, no, we're not safe. Don't say we're safe. That's that's how they get you. Like, no, we're totally safe. And I was seriously getting ready to say like the the tempting fate of like God Himself couldn't get us now. And then a sea of actors on the other side of those tarps started smacking him and shaking, <laughs> scared the hell out of me. It was amazing the way they played with silence too. Yes, that. Anytime, so you'd be really terrified, and then there would just be calm. You know, it's a calm before the storm. And so that is almost even scarier because it builds up that anticipation of what in the world are they going to throw at me next? So every time <laughs> it got quiet or calm, or Josh was like, oh, okay, I think we're out of this, it was just a nightmare. <laughs> I just, I only said it because I was begging to be out of it. Like, <laughs> I, man, I love. Haunted houses. I I worked in a haunted house for a long time, and I love performing in haunted houses. When I go to a haunted house, I throw my guard completely away because I want I want everything to scare me. So I jump and I yell at absolutely everything. It was I think it was by you, Betty. When I in the line, I said something about that I'm a screamer, and then she <laughs> jumped out and scared me. And she goes, "Oh, you weren't kidding!" and like <laughs> followed me. <laughs> I usually go through haunted houses staring at my feet <laughs> because typically when you do that, they kind of leave you alone. They don't do that here. <laughs> and there's so many cool things to see, too. It's impossible not to look around you, even though you know that you're going to look at something horrible <laughs> any second. 
Devin, how do you usually approach haunted houses? I just smile because I, I've never been scared of haunted houses, but I've always been in absolute awe of their set design, the ability to create an atmosphere and maintain it through like, I mean, honestly, what are haunted houses? They have to build everything. So you're basically looking like plywood and two by fours and all the extra stuff, like everything is so handmade that I, I'm overwhelmed with admiration and, um, and appreciation for all the stuff that they, that they do to put into them. And also I found out last night that if you have a camera, they don't pay any attention to you at all. <laughs> all they do is mug for the camera and then totally go after you two. Cause I'm in the back just like, this is fun. And they're like looking into the camera and stuff and like scaring the shit out of you guys. And I, I was virtually left alone the entire time. <laughs> I tried to trick these guys into giving me the camera. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> You tried so hard. You did it so subtly too. <laughs> oh, you want to trade? You want to trade? I'll you hold the camera hold the for camera a minute this time. Nope. No, you had to wear the headphones, <laughs> so right. you had to. We had to hear it through your ears. Um. So those were the three trails. Let's talk about the the main area uh, of the house because, as I said, the the actual house itself there's nothing in there that's for the the actors. But they have all of these things set up. The the concession stand. There's uh, benches and tables and bonfires. So if the lines are long and you don't want to stand in line, you can hang out and wait for a while. Uh, there's the souvenir stand that I mentioned, the ticket booth. And then there is the Reaper's Ride. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> we made CM do it first. CM, do you want to explain the Reaper's Ride? Yeah, the Reaper's Ride is is this like booth and there's a hearse. And then they have you get inside of a coffin. And there's a camera in the coffin and a microphone. And I'm not going to give away what the microphone does. <laughs> but so Josh and Devin could see me as I was having this experience inside the coffin. And so you get in there and you literally go for a ride, even though you're not moving. And they they lower the lid and it's very like all of the, you know, it's like a coffin that's falling apart. So you feel very claustrophobic. And you guys will have to listen to the walkthrough <laughs> and go there because we're not giving all of that away in the walkthrough even. It was just too cool. But as soon as they opened the coffin, instead of being greeted by the very nice, calm, soothing woman who helped me get in, I was greeted by Michael Myers and JoJo with his <laughs> horn. <laughs> that was amazing. As you were, As we're watching you on the monitor and seeing you be shaken about. The, the lady has the, the timer, which I don't know. Uh, how, Sam, how long do you think you were in there? Because I know how long the ride is because I asked. Oh, five minutes. Two minutes and 17 seconds. Oh, my seconds. gosh. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. It felt like uh, I died and was in there for an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> it, you feel like the, the atmosphere. Atmosphere is something this place nails on every single level. And that's one of those places. I also like I knew it was two minutes, like two minutes, 17 seconds, whatever, something like that. And I got in and even I was disoriented with the time. But as the as they were getting ready to let you out, she goes to to stand by it to get ready. And Jojo goes, wait, can I? And just jumped <laughs> in like <laughs> all about taking the lead on it. So, of course, because Devin and Josh saw Jojo and Mike do that. 
they just got to get out of the coffin. Nobody scared the crap out of them oh, yeah. when it opened. It was a lovely, peaceful ride. It, but <laughs> God, it was so much fun. That that Reaper's ride is just a blast. Finally, let's. Uh, there's one other thing that is out in this this property, and that is Mama Voodoo's hut, which is something from a technical standpoint. I find as an amazingly smart choice because Mama Voodoo uh, runs the place. Like she's the one people, you know, when there's problems, uh, the staff comes to her and she helps sort it out. So she is, they've designed her an attraction of her own so that when she's not running around solving problems, she has a place where she can still be in character. She can still engage with all the customers. Like people were coming and taking photos with her. She's insanely personable and so easy to talk to. That I, I could have just stood there and talked to her all night and not let her get any work done. I kept forgetting that she was not actually Mama Voodoo. <laughs> yes! She, oh, yeah. Yeah. D- despite being so friendly and welcoming, like everybody who worked there was like that. They were so good at walking that fine line between making you feel like you're a part of their community and like you were safe, but also making you feel like there was an element of danger and like, who is this person I'm talking to? Like she never, ever broke, not for a second, even though we were interviewing her and she had a lot to tell us about the history. She maintained her her accent and just her her persona. It was really cool. Yeah, it was it was really, really amazing. Like from top to bottom. She helped a kid find his mom. That was so nuts in the middle of our interview. That just this small child who is unattended comes walking by and she turns around and sees him and she like leans down and she and he, and he goes, do you know where my mom is? And she goes, no, but I can help you find her if you want. And he's like, yes, please. And like she just <laughs> takes him by the hand and like she finished answering the question that we'd asked her and then was like, all right, let's go. And she's like, yep, took this kid and, and walked the line and found his his mom. And that kind of speaks to the community, too, because yes. that we we, drew, we traveled two hours, a little over two hours to get there. And we were not the furthest travelers. Like they've had people from different countries come to their haunt. But you could tell like a lot of the people were regulars, whether they lived in town or they lived, you know, nearby enough to drive there and they they came every year. So there there are so many kids and they were when they weren't screaming in terror, they were having the best time. (laughs) Everybody it looked when we first got there, it was like going to your best friend's Halloween party. Yes, that is when, when we first it's deceptive at the start of it because it the the outside of this house it looks so set up for with that kind of atmosphere but man once you get into it you can see how much detail and how much work they've built this whole thing out it's outstanding all right i think that uh that wraps up everything that we wanted to say about blood moon manor so let's uh go around the table um and our last thing of would you recommend people go to this haunt and uh, any final thoughts. So, uh, Devin, we're going to start with you. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's some of the most fun that I've had at a haunt in like five years. The atmosphere was perfect, like I said, and that's that's like everything to me. Like for maximum October, fall season Halloween vibes, it it checked all the boxes for me. So absolutely go check it out. Awesome. Sam? I too would highly, highly recommend going here. I hope we go back. 
Like, I would love to make this a tradition and go every year. It was so much fun. And like I said earlier, they, it's just, they, they walk that line so perfectly of making you feel safe and welcome and like you are a part of things. Also while feeling scared the whole time. And they, they pull it off absolutely perfect there I have no single complaint or oh you know this was really great but no it was amazing I I fully agree I would highly recommend this haunt uh I think you, something you said made uh made something make sense in my head CM I left that haunt without a single but like there's so often that you like oh that was neat but you know that there's this thing no on our drive home we spent so long of that two hours still talking about the cool things we saw and how detailed and how passionate it was uh, how it just that atmosphere is rock solid and i i 100 want to go back next year because they change it up they're very dedicated to changing it up and i cannot wait to see what next year has in store so if you would like to visit Blood Moon Manor, we'll be sharing all of that information on our social media. Uh, we have some very cool recordings coming up for you next. We have an interview with Mama Voodoo and snippets of our binaural recordings of the trails. So stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that you should listen to this next part with your headphones in. The binaural recording is going to make it sound like you were inside my head while I was walking through the haunted house. So it's much more effective if you're listening on headphones. Also, probably much more uh, loud and scary, so please prepare yourself for that. I'd also highly recommend that you listen to this alone in the dark. We hope you enjoy. All right, um, so has since you've been here, has this always been a choose your own adventure style of uh of all the different paths always and we change like i said everything every year yeah we change everything behind the walls to try to bring something new and exciting and we will always remain that old-fashioned in your face haunted house so we let our customers choose where they want to start their journey to see if they'll begin and end and stay on our property for good <laughs> that's we're always we're always looking for more props, you know. I feel like we're never going to leave. We're never, we're never, this, is, this is why it's, it's back here. So you can you, call this home if you like. <laughs> what are some of the other themes you've had uh, as opposed to this year? Uh, one year we had the crazy cage where we actually had um, a young lady that was... Actually, we built her a stand up in the trees. And right. she had a metal up there and a grinder. And so when you went through... She started laughing maniacally, and then she actually would hit the grinder, and sparks would shower out all over oh. everyone. That's amazing. And it was like a, a carnival barkers were in there. Yeah. Uh, then we've had the Chainsaw Brothers that have been in there before, and that's where you're actually trapped in a maze, and you're stuck with the two chainsaw maniacs. We've had, uh, in this particular section, a 3D where you have to go through with 3D glasses oh on That's and crazy. everything pops. It's, it's a lot of work, but we yeah. love it. How do you, where do you guys come up with these ideas? Uh, we just are a unique group of individuals <laughs> that come together. But we've had lots of different themes here. We've done everything from the classical movies like The Mummy, where we've had Egyptian sections. Um, 
you name it, it's everything. We've done from, like I said, movie classics to our own creations. We had uh, Silent Hill nurses come at Aww. you. So, and everybody that works here brings a little bit of their own talent to the table. So we've been very fortunate with that. And then of course our, our entities here throughout the summer, they still um, check in with us on occasion. <laughs> we actually had one individual that was pushed down the stairs in the house Whoa. and ended up going to the hospital. Oh. So it was a little bit crazy. But the little girl, we usually, at least once or twice throughout our season, we have vote slips that you can vote to see which is your favorite, oh, lets awesome. us know what your favorite section, yeah. your actors, etc. And um, usually at the end of it they have, we really like, we really like the little girl hologram at the end of the trail. We don't use holograms oh, at the end of our trail. <laughs> so she does come out to play every once wow. in a while. We know that her name is Sarah, and we know that she is the granddaughter of Joel Barnes that once lived here. She actually died of consumption on this property, what now is known as tuberculosis. So she plays ball with us on occasion. We have an old-fashioned um, child's ball, wooden ball, and we'll put it on one level of the house and she'll move it to another level. So not everything in here is uh, as evil, but... Um, Some of it's just playful. Yeah, Sarah plays a lot too. Is there a, a place where she's most commonly seen or is she kind of all over the property? Uh, generally on the main level of the house, but she likes to come out to the big tree and she likes to come out on the porch. And we've had several psychics and mediums here and they all very much prominently see well, who we believe to be Joel Barnes. So he's a, he's a unique character. He, Joel Barnes was an infantryman here in, for Illinois between the years of 1862 and 1864. And he was injured when he was in the war. So one of the things that occurred was they had to send him back home. And his wife, Mary, could not take care of him the way that he needed to be taken care of. He uh, was quite mad from the end, by the end of his time. And he actually died here on this property. His, one of his daughters and her husband and their two children, one of them being Sarah, the little girl, actually lived on this property and stayed here to take care of him. And then he passed away here. So this history of the house is, is quite unique. It went all the way over to that side, it went back into the field, it went across over here, and all the way to the railroad tracks. And over the years, sections of the property were sold off. We've had everything on this land from a manufacturing company, a livery stable that caught fire, which was behind the property, um, the lumber company, and then eventually it just became a private residence. And at one point in time, a lady by the name of Florence Hovey purchased this property for $1. And it was rumored that she was the mistress to Mr. Skinner, who was a uh, local math teacher at one of the schools. But she ended up with this property for a dollar. And since then, it's changed hands probably six or seven times. Is the history of this property in this house like the the macabre history what drew you to purchasing this land and making the house here the person that originally got this property it was solely for the purpose of running a haunted house and then over the years it just kind of grew 
At one point in time, we were actually able to go inside the house, but with state laws and safety regulations, we just use it now for our actors and actresses and to store some of our things. Every year we work on this. We have already started planning actually for next year. So while you're all here enjoying the evening, our board members are in fact planning what we're going to do next wow. year. And we will build on this the entire summer. So you don't waste any time. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I, we can tell too. It's about, about how many actors do you would do you have on staff per night? On um, average. On average, probably 60 at least, 60, 65. And it's all volunteer, nobody's paid. And most of the actors and actresses have grown up in this. Some of them started as young as seven or eight years old. And we have one gentleman and his wife that have been here for 21 years and 17 years. And now their children are starting to act as well. That's amazing. It very much is a family event yeah. for all of us. And so. real quick, I want to while while we have you on mic, uh, I want to want to have you talk about the uh, the ride, the, the Reapers ride. Yeah. We actually, you can purchase those already manufactured for quite a considerable sum. And we actually have our special effects uh, guru, sort of speak, that helps us out. And he's like, I know I can build this. <laughs> and so we purchased that coffin for $200. It was used. <laughs> it so it was a good deal. Yeah. But he uh, he actually built that ride and then added everything that you saw and experienced in there from scratch. It's amazing. So were the the voice actors that were doing that in there are they members of the, the house yes. here too? Yes, they're they're part of this. So That's amazing. We actually had our VIP winners. We used to be Fright Night, and we changed our name and rebranded. And the people we we told our public in for that. And so one of the lucky winners, our VIP winner, actually renamed us Blood Moon Man. Really? And she was here, so we pulled our public in to rename us. That's awesome. Us. That's outstanding. So, That's an awesome name. Yeah, so we have a lot of fun with it. So I, I assume you have people that have been, you, you see the same customers. Yes, we year have after a fan following. And, yeah. So. I've seen how many people have taken pictures with you and JoJo, and yes, they that's, get, that's they incredible. Get used to us. Yeah, um, we actually have people that this year our farthest person so far was from Belgium. Oh, wow! So wow. we actually had a customer that was from Belgium that was here visiting, but we get them from all over Wisconsin. It just it's incredible to us, really. Something else, something else that you guys do here that I find incredibly unique and has, I, I'm in love with is that outside of your normal attraction stuff, you have you have your your hut over here. You've got JoJo and Michael Myers, and you have, you have all these these attractions outside. Uh, what made you decide to not just things in line going through like that, having these extra things around? Well, it's all about having fun and entertainment, and we love what we do. So we really can't imagine anything else. It's a lifestyle for us. And um, we try to keep our public entertained and keep them comfortable while they're here. You know, some nights are chilly, so we have to have fires. Sure. And, yeah, know, I love a place the fire to pits. Sit. Yeah. And some of our uh, volunteers, it's kind of hard to see at night, but like 
one of these is a Ouija board, and they have oh. different stuff actually in on it. So it's a little cool. bit of history, and it's some of the actual stuff from the house, some of the old wood. Uh, then, one more, one more question for you sure. before we can we can let you take a break, since I'm sure you want to relax instead of talking to us all night, and we can catch up with you after the Bayou. Uh, have you always been Mama Voodoo, or is, is this how did the, how did this character I, come about? It used to be when the two haunts were combined that I was what they referred to as the wagon girl. So I would ride and tell the story of the property. Oh. And it just evolved and pretty soon my costuming changed and I just became Mama Voodoo. And when we separated, it just stopped. So I now we're just... It's been several years, and we just absolutely adore it. So storytelling is just your nature. Like it, it is. What you're all about. Well, you're a fantastic storyteller. It, it's just the house is what makes it interesting in the property itself. We actually think at one point there was a house here before Mr. Barnes built this. But that we, we kind of track it. But of course, before 1862, it's a little bit cloudy on the on the history of the property. But um, yeah, it's hard telling. Some of the things that you see here might actually be real. Right. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I will start you on your journey with All the right. asylum. Sounds good. I'll see you on the other side. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. If you make it. If you make it <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Uh, now I'm nervous. Okay, we are walking into the asylum. Oh. It is Christmas in here, which I'm sure is not going to be terrifying and creepy. This is awesome. Why am I going first? Because. <laughs> so you don't look at the ground. Ugh. It is. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, oh, God. Oh, 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 God. Oh, I thought it was a fake person, and it's a real person. It's a small person. It's a small child. Oh, God. Who's been naughty and who's been nice? I've been very nice. Oh, that's what they all say. You wouldn't I know the oh, naughty ones when I see them. Are we taking our photos with Santa this year, kids? Yes. Yes. You sit where Santa tells you. Oh, yeah, right? Oh, oh, Your hair smelled a lot better when you would sleep. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Merry Xmas, oh kids. Merry Xmas. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Until oh. good night. What the fuck? I successfully tricked Josh oh. into going first. <laughs> By being by confused where about going. where oh. it's supposed to go. Oh, I don't like, oh, yeah. I don't like this shoe. There are a lot of places for people it's to a very narrow shoot. grab you here. Ah! Oh. oh, God! Hi! Hi. <laughs> Come on, right this way, Mom! Come and meet my lovely assistant, Toinko! Spin the wheel to determine your fate! Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out soon enough! Oh, no! I'll wake up! Oh, 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 son of a bitch! She is full of surprises! Get oh. you down! Spin the wheel! All right. Determine your face! What is this? This is insanity! What do we got, huh? I don't know! It says pie! Spin it again, Twinkle! You messed something up! It says pie! It means I get pie! <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
close to pie. Right this way. Come wait, to my we we get a separate sister. spin, right? <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner. All right. Okay, we're going around the corner. I'm trusting you. Because we have That's to, not because we want to. <laughs> <laughs> I knew! I knew I was gonna oh, scream in that horn! Wait, that was fucking a clown! <laughs> What's your name, Slug? So, before I let you guys out, fucking need <laughs> someone to hit it out of the park with! Who's it gonna be? <laughs> I think it's gonna be CM here. Like CM. I don't know sports. Yeah, see, that's perfect. Oh, no, then I think. No. That's it. I'd, rather, away, I'd rather not. <laughs> okay, now I'm. Who got? Back. Oh. He's just standing there. That's even not... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not horrifying. At all. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Could you hear me screaming from the other side of the house? I hear so much screaming. Oh. I get used to God, it. God, it was awesome. Michael Myers. I begged him not right to flip it. Me. Let me listen to that freezer. I begged him not to, sweat, to flip it, but he flipped it. He did. He flipped yeah. it, and then he put us. And in they it. wouldn't give us another spin. We had to go on Josh's spin, <laughs> which, which I think we, that wheel said pie, not die. I, yeah. I think it said pie. Yeah. Lucky that you didn't get hell. Oh, oh. They that, would have sent you there. That's another. Too. Oh, that's another option. That's that another option. Did yeah. you get your picture taken with Santa? We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> that child in the beginning thought was a fake child until it wasn't. I love your shack. Yes, this oh, is my house. Oh, definitely need to get yes, a picture uh, of Mama Voodoo's oh, wow. house. Oh, yes. I'm, there's lots of collectibles in here. Yeah. From uh, awesome. Very the cool. house. Different Ooh. types of potions oh, and bones I've collected over bat the time. Bat by blood. Of I like you. What are your runes? Everything is different. Some of those are Celtic runes. Yeah. But it's all protection spells that we have in here because, you know, when you're here, you have to have some place sort of safe to run from the monsters. That's here. true. If anybody should have the safe place, it should be Mama. Exactly. That Sometimes makes sense. Mama just needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, awesome. we have fun here, so it's a good thing, and the public really God, enjoys it. I can that. see. I can see why. After just going through that that first thing. <laughs> yeah. Like. I've I, never I, been well, more out of breath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so disorienting, so claustrophobic in such a fun way. I'm just glad that you're oh. all having a wonderful time. I'm yes. It is. That's so great. Yes, I've just collected over the years. It just keeps growing. I don't think I'll ever leave this show. <laughs> There's an eyeball in the flower. <laughs> That's so cool. The very seemingly nice Mama Voodoo let us down here, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder. I'm going to take you to the bayou next. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound threatening at all. <laughs> here we go. It's... God damn it. <laughs> I'm repeatedly stuck in the net. Over and over and over. Don't Jesus get caught. Christ. You'll be dinner. This is a, oh, there's a snake. What? There's oh. A snake. And a tarp. Don't get caught in the tarp. Don't get caught in the tarp. Don't get caught. No tarps. Hey, there's tarp. It's too quiet. It's been too quiet. It's I don't like it. It's definitely too quiet. And there's a corner coming up. Tagging out. No, no. <laughs> Go for it after no. you see him. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Oh, that is fur. That is oh. a dead thing. 
all the skin. That is a skin wall. That's a wall of skin. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. I, don't, I don't know what that sound was, but it was awesome. Thank you for playing peekaboo with me. <laughs> Do you think the door really is over here? I don't know. It's a trick anymore. I hope the door's not over here. She's lying to us. Nope, the door's oh. over here. Oh god! Gotcha again! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my god! Thank you. Wow! Take you down over to phobias. Yes, this is a, down here. You guys have been through the asylum. And then you guys are ready. All, All right. right. Let's go around. No. 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 Oh, that's <laughs> not good. Oh, God. Oh, no. There's giggling. Give me out of these chains now. Please. Oh, God. I, I actually oh, am terrified of. Josh. Are you legit scared? Of <laughs> I, oh my god. Oh, that laugh is maniacal. Um, They're coming! Oh, god. Do you want to stay? No, 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 I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. Oh my god, you are terrifying. Jesus. So we just passed Lord. through my phobia. What's your phobia? Human beings? <laughs> no, oh. oh my god! Oh! Oh! No. What the hell? We're still in my phobia. Holy oh shit! Keep moving, man. <laughs> that's the wrong way. Oh, that's the wrong way. Jesus Christ! That was amazing. Oh jeez. Oh. 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 Nope. It sounds very peaceful. That means I don't like that. That means everything's fine. No. Everything's fine. Don't say that. Oh my God! Oh, God! You're not supposed to say that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, that must oh, be the tall man. Okay, thank oh. you. Oh, God. So. That is insanity. Oh, all right, we made it. Well, don't say that. Oh. You're never supposed to say that. Oh. No. We're safe. Nope, don't say we're safe. That's it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more of the binaural recording, please check out our bonus episode on our Patreon page. We hope you enjoyed our Halloween special. For Joshua Khan and Devin Alexander, I'm CM Alexander, wishing you a spooky and fantastic Halloween. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. We hope you enjoyed our Halloween special. Check out Blood Moon Manor at bloodmoonmanorhaunt.com. Tickets are only $15 for all three trails and $5 for the Reaper's Ride. Make sure you visit Mama Voodoo's shack and let her know we sent you. As always, find us on social media at Dairy Public Radio, email us at dairypublicradio at gmail.com, and check out our website at constantreaders.org for everything Stephen King. Sign up for our Patreon to hear the full walkthrough, and we'll send you cool stuff, too. Have a wonderful Halloween, listeners. Goodbye.